Welcome to the Sports Block Podcast for this week. Travis Krins, my good friend and co-host, joins me here as always. Travis, how you doing? We're doing terrific. Uh, today, as we record, the first official day of fall. Yes. Uh, it, w- it was 90 degrees on Thursday. It's expected to be around 62 this Saturday, so that's uh, great than everything. Yes, absolutely. Fall is here. Uh, it's mid seventies here in St. Cloud the first couple of days this week, and then we should get into the sixties, and then f- upper fifties towards next week. That's very good. And uh, not a moment too soon. They were October first is what Tuesday or whatever. So yeah, let's, let's not waste any time getting back in the fifties here. Uh, it, you know, what's weird is that um, the the Weather Channel is always like, oh, you know, it's going to be colder. You know. Cooler temperatures throughout fall, and now I see that, oh, there's about a 50% chance of average to warmer than average, slightly above average temperatures. So it's like, it was you just three weeks ago told me it was going to be cold. What how, what did, what changed? How, do you, how can you forecast three months out and then say three weeks later, oh, just kidding, this happened? Like, you can't you forecast something that's going to change like that? I mean, come on. I went that I, I looked at the weather today on a Monday and it was gonna be like sixty seven, seventy degrees on Saturday and then I look at it this afternoon and it's at sixty two. So I'll five five, six degree difference. Bit of a drop. Bit like, of a difference. Like what like oh did the did the low pressure system drop a little yeah. further than what you, what they were thinking? Like that's I just don't understand why why drastic things change you know, so so quickly. Uh, it's very good. Yeah. It is. This is back-to-back weeks now that we've opened up talking about weather on a sports prod- yes. podcast, and I like it. I like it a lot. Um, where do you want to begin to, uh, is this week's podcast? Oh, I don't know. Baseball is about done. Sure. Uh, football going on. Vikings did a good thing. They did? Yeah. Uh, Okay, all right, we'll begin there. We will start talking about those Minnesota Vikings. Steamrolled the Oakland Raiders, hashtag as expected, 34-14. Dalvin Cook over 100 yards again. He has 375 yards rushing on the season. He is one of only a handful of Vikings to have ever ran for over 110 yards and oh no, it, I believe there were there's he's one of five running backs all time to rush for over 110 yards and one touchdown in each of the team's first three games to begin the season. The other four were Hall of Famers. Let me guess. You know who they were? I can't. Um, That's fine. I, I, I mean, I think I, he's the best. As far as running the ball, I would say, is there anybody better? I mean, Nico Elliott, people like him. Christian McCaffrey is hard to. Le'Veon Bell's not anything. I mean, right. Bell and Cook. I should have taken a picture of the of that stat on ESPN on oh. on Sunday when they showed it because I know like I think it was like Jim Brown was up there. I know that you know four were Hall of Famers. Not saying that Dalvin's going to be a Hall of Famer by any stretch, but this is the potential that we saw at Florida State, and this is why it was so exciting when the Vikings traded up eight spots to get Dalvin a couple years ago in the second round. The fact that he fell that far, it's like, oh my gosh. how? Did, wh- why is he falling this far? And it would seem to be a miss on the other 39 picks in between. 
unless you were really solid at the running back position because he's been fantastic so far. It's the old school football that Mike Zimmer wants. And, you know, it means less throwing by Kirk Cousins. I don't... The, the problem that I have, you know, with people saying, like, oh, it's better that Kirk Cousins doesn't throw it a whole lot, like Florio yes. on Pro yes. Football Talk. It, I don't want to pay... You're paying $84 million for a game manager, and Kirk Cousins is far better than a game manager. So, I... Yes, I think he is better than a game manager. So I don't like that terminology. I just prefer to say see it as the Vikings are running the ball very effectively and it's setting up good play action and really no one's been able to stop Dalvin because he's ran, he's running it for over 6 yards a clip on average. I mean this is this is f- fantastic stuff. I told you at the beginning of the season that I was super excited that it, there was no Higher, there was no acquisition, arguably, that was bigger than the Vikings getting Gary Kubiak with his zone blocking system, the double tight ends, the the double tight end set. It's fantastic, and right now we're seeing it really come to life. It, really, in all three games, uh, you know, because they should have beat Green Bay. They're in Green Bay, but the defense and Kirk Cousins kind of squandered that chance. But in their two wins, they've been absolutely dominant on the ground. And Dalvin is the main reason why. But there's a you know the offensive line and and the play calling's been fantastic as well. The backup running back's pretty good too. Yes, yes, Madison from uh from Boise State, the rookie. You know, and then you have Mike Boone as a changeup, and he's he's fine too. I mean, the Vikings trio of running backs is very very good. You could say they probably. Yeah, the end of the Falcons game. I don't know, but you say Vikings have played what ten out of twelve quarters. They've been the better team. Ten out of twelve, eleven out of twelve quarters. They had one. The first quarter yeah. against Green Bay was bad. Other than that, I would say they've only had. I've only. I would say they only have one bad quarter because the fourth yeah. quarters of Oakland and Atlanta were essentially garbage time. You know, I mean, they had backups in there, and and I even watched uh, Mike Zimmer's uh, uh, his comments, his speech to the team in the locker room after the game via the Vikings website. And he he was telling those young guys because he was not happy with how the younger guys played. You know, the the secondary and whatnot. Um, he's like, you guys have to be ready for your opportunity whenever that comes, whether that be in a crunch time situation, you know, or you know, garbage time as as this happened to be. I think he's looking for more from his team, but you know, the the actual starters have played absolutely brilliant football all year long, except for that first quarter in Green Bay. I don't like their chances next week. Um, that could be get that could be, that could be ugly. Are you basing uh, that off of what Chicago did in the first half against Washington Monday night? I'm basing it on their defense and our offensive line and our quarterback. The offensive line is better this year, and Chicago uh, is not as good defensively. They're still very, very good, but not as good as last year. He, he didn't turn the ball over. He didn't fumble, so that was good. Do that. I don't care if he's. Nine for twenty-five for eighty-eight yards. As long as he doesn't turn the ball over, if he doesn't turn the ball over, yep, they, they should they should have their fair chance of winning games. So I don't like uh, next week, but uh, they got the Giants. That'll be a, a burial. Uh, you got the Eagles at home. You got to win that one. 
they're at Detroit. You got to win that one. And they yep. play uh, Washington. You got to beat that one. So yep. two and two, three and two, four and two, five and two. So I'd like to be at least six and two, maybe even five and three, heading to Kansas City. Yep. Uh, I'd like I'd like six wins. I guess I would take five and three, halfway points. You got Denver at six wins. Detroit again at seven. Uh, Green Bay at home would be eight. So. I think, yeah, maybe uh, at, uh, 10 and 6, maybe. 9 and 7, 10 and 6 should be good for a wild card. I think Green Bay is winning this division. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'd go with that. Yeah, I mean, Green Bay, the, the way the schedule has really opened up for him. We, I guess we could have seen that coming, you know, when, when you have five of six at home, five of your first seven at home, that really bodes well. But the fact that they're going to get a, a banged-up Eagles team coming in on a short week this Thursday night here. That really helps them. Um, you know, I, I still am not sold on Green Bay, and that's why anything the Vikings can do to keep within striking distance. And I, I think Chicago is a, a far more winnable game this year than it was last year, or, you know, than I, th- I guess I thought of that it would be two or three weeks ago. Um I do think the Vikings have a, a decent chance with the way everything is playing out. But you're right, you know that that Eagles game, you know their next home game in a few weeks, that certainly looks like it's more winnable now than it was at the beginning of the season, given what the Eagles are going through injury wise. Is their quarterback any good? Is he any good? <sighs> yes, he is. We 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 well, when healthy, but the Eagles haven't really played. <sighs> I will, I will give Carson Wentz a pass for the game on Sunday against the Lions because he just didn't have wide receivers to throw to. And, of course, Dallas Goddard would drop a wide-open touchdown pass. It's like, come on. Come on, Dallas. Don't do this to us. You know, be, be a good jackrabbit and catch that pass. But, um, you know, I think Carson is he's not playing great. But I will give him a pass for Sunday because, uh, you know, without Alshon Jeffrey, without Deshaun Jackson, he's playing with a cast of misfits outside of Nelson Aguilar at, at wide receiver. Um, so I will give him a pass for that. I've got a couple of issues with two things that I saw. Okay. What the hell was the first one? Was it the fourth down play deep in territory uh, in the fourth quarter? Uh, okay. Um, Saints Seahawks. Oh yes, Teddy Bridgewater, great game. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I need a free agent. I would like him to come back to my favorite team, but we'll see. Um, Saints kicked the shit out of him. It appeared. Yes. Yeah. Don't let the final score fool you. The Saints. No. It's complete domination of this game. It, very surprising. They score a touchdown. Uh, Seattle does with about three minutes to go to make it thirty-three to twenty, and they they kicked the extra points. They were down thirteen. You're down thirteen. Um, yeah. Like we have football coaches spend all of this time, and they they always spend all this time going over shit, and and then something like this comes up. You're down thirteen. Down 13 right. with uh, three minutes to go. Maybe a miracle. Come back here. and Down 13, he kicked an uh, extra point. 
you're down 12, which is two touchdowns. If you go for two, you make an 11 point game. I see where you're going with this. Okay. What? It's like, what? What is, you you pay these guys this much and we can't figure this out? And they ended up scoring on the last play of the game. It didn't ultimately matter. But if they would have went for two and made it, they could have maybe kicked a field goal with 30, 40, 50 seconds left. Kick a field goal. It's an eight-point game. Extra, we got the the onside kick. They didn't even give themselves a chance. Right. So I I don't know if anybody asked Pete Carroll what the fuck that was about, but... Well, like all of the stuff, like, like that, that's just, to me, idiotic. Well, you saw that in the Chiefs-Ravens game in the... And they go for two. Well, yes. Baltimore goes for, went for two, three or four times. Um, you know, the analytics, I guess, said it was correct, but I, I don't know. I would... I would say that, you know, especially when you're it's 30 to 19, when you have the best field goal kicker in the NFL... Why, just take the guaranteed point, especially if you were 0 for 2 on your previous two-point conversion attempts, or 0 for 1, I guess. Uh, I don't see the value in doing it 30 to 21. I, and I guess I, I was reading about this in Peter King's Monday Morning Quarterback column of football. Well, I guess it's Football Morning in America now on ProFootballTalk.com. Um, that... Harbaugh's thinking is okay. You make it thirty to twenty-one, a touchdown and a field goal with, with the extra point on that touchdown, of course, and you win thirty-one thirty. But that's provided that your defense can stop Kansas City, which is highly unlikely. So, I mean, I get it to a degree, but at the same time, I like the guaranteed points. I would make for probably a bad coach. I would be aggressive in certain situations, but I will. I always want to come away with points rather than get stymied at the goal line. You know what I mean? I guess they say going for two is the smart thing, but it's like, like if you don't make it, I mean, they didn't make it. Right. And they went, they could have kicked the field goal at the end instead. And if you make it, yeah, it's, that's great. But they didn't, so it's not great. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess the analytics say go for it, but fuck, if you don't make it, then you cost yourself uh, points and uh, you have to get two touchdowns instead of a field goal. Mm-hmm. And then there's this Cleveland Rams game on Sunday night. Oh, yes, that was so bad. So bad, I don't I'm, get I'm it. Not gonna, I'm not even going to talk about the fourth, and I don't give a shit about that. It's the final play of the game, whether it's 30 seconds left or so. Yeah. It's a fourth and goal from the five or whatever. They don't even run the ball. Yeah. Fourth and goal. You should have ran it. You should have ran it at least once, if not twice. There, you have yeah. plenty of time there. For first and goal from the four yard line. You have Nick Chubb. It's not right. like you have a, a random dude in the backfield. Nick Chubb is a very good running back. And they have three timeouts. Yeah. So they pass and they pass and they pass. So what do they decide to do with the clock stop on fourth and goal from the four? Call timeout. They, they call a timeout. I don't get that at all. what happened? They didn't fucking get it. Right. guess what happened? The game ended. Yep. If they don't call a timeout, they get the ball back. There might be 10 seconds left, but they get the ball back. And Pro- they've got three timeouts. Provided that they, go, provided that they the do a three and out. Yeah, and the ball is going to be placed, what, the four-yard line? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what, what are they thinking what the hell are they thinking? What, what it, you call a timeout to call a play, whatever. And it didn't even work. So what the hell did it matter? 
it's like these calls, like you got three timeouts. How rare, it's so rare to have all of your timeouts there at the end of the game when you're behind like that. Mm-hmm. But you've got them. Yep. If you don't make this touchdown here, you've got a chance. Not a very good chance, but you have a chance to get the ball back maybe at the 50-yard line. Yep. You maybe have two more plays to go. Give C- yourself a chance. Completely. So these coaches, with all the hours they spend, they don't even give themselves a chance. To win the game. Completely agree with you, Chris. That I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. I don't know why. And I get, I, I guess, from the standpoint from the coach, it's we want to make sure we get the play right. Well, and they did. And they, they exactly up. right. That's exactly right. Um, and again, there was an old, old miss. Who the hell old miss play? Cal. Cal. My Cal Bears. My Cal Bears. Oh no! Great. So now you're jumping on the Cal bandwagon, no. huh? <laughs> Fuck them and the Pac-12. The, back, the Pac-12 is back. How the fuck did they do this week, huh? Yeah. yeah what was, they not, 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 yeah, what, not good. Yeah, Cal's, Cal's the only undefeated team. They're done. They didn't have a goddamn prayer to begin with, Yeah, but they're done. Washington State shit the bed. Yes. Uh, oh, that was... State lost to Colorado. Yeah, don't remind Utah me about that. Uh-huh. Utah shit the bed against USC. Yep. And you've got Cal. Cal's your one undefeated team. Good luck with that. So that, that conference is uh, garbage. But I'm watching the end of that game, and Old Miss had a nice comeback, and they're driving, mm-hmm. and um, they ended up like a yard short or whatever. And they didn't review it at all. It, I, no. Old Miss was very upset about that. They didn't get in anyway, but you got to review that because it was close enough to where they should have. So I don't know who was doing that. It was Clay Matvick and somebody else. And whoever somebody else was, there was like, you know, a minute left, 50 seconds left, and they had the ball inside the 10 or so. And, and the old Miss runs the ball on first down. I pick up a few yards. And the guy, oh, they're like, no, you can't do that. There's not enough time. You know, there's like 50 seconds left. There's plenty of time. It's a second goal. They run the ball again. Then they get down to about 30 seconds. like, no, what are they, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. It works. It's fine. They can run the ball. It doesn't take 30 seconds to line up. You're at the goal line. Run the ball, do whatever. So I had no idea what this announcer was talking about when he said they didn't have enough time, when they clearly did. They had more than enough time. Ran the ball with 50 seconds to go. They ran the ball with 30 seconds to go. They didn't have to call a timeout. Both players were fine. They get it down there, 15 seconds left. They're, you know, a yard short of the deal. Then they hurry up and they sneak it. Game's done. So they had... They had plenty of time. So I, don't, I, I have no idea what this guy was talking about. You what? can't run the ball first and goal at the 10 with 50 seconds to go. What? Yeah, that that's ridiculous. Uh, and I'm sure Clay Matvick, being the intelligent person that he is, oh, yeah. was probably just looking like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? Um, Washington has scored a touchdown to make it 28-9, and they decided to go for two. And it what are we doing with it? What is this? What I, is this? So the of two. It's, I, I don't get this. You know, if if you go for if you get the two point conversion, it makes it twenty eight to eleven. Uh, it's seventeen points. So it's so it's a it's still it's still a three possession game. You need two touchdowns and a field goal. If you make it 17 points, if you go for the extra point, you make it. It's 28 to 10. You still need two touchdowns and a field goal. You just need two two point conversion. You need two two point conversions. 
No, one. I'm sorry, one, one two point one. conversion. But not. So why don't Did they you? Make it? No, 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 they didn't make it. So it's twenty eight tonight. But I, that, that's why I'm saying, why don't you go for the extra point now? Make it twenty eight to ten and go for the two point conversion when you absolutely need to on that last touchdown. It doesn't make any sense to me why you would go for two now. Because now it's a 19-point game, so you still need two touchdowns with two two-point conversions and a field goal. It, I, it, I'm, I'm glad people are going for two more. But be smart about it. I know. And, I, and, I, and in the analytics, say you'll go for two. But if you don't make it... You know, you know what? If it's if, if you if you score the first touchdown of the game, sure. If you want to go, if you want to do eight nothing, I'm fine with that. Pittsburgh's done that in the past, but I just be smart about this. You only need one two point conversion try, and you need three touchdowns. Why not wait until you absolutely I need would, to? Like yeah, it, it, that's what I would do. Unless you need to, I would not. Right. And when they need to, like Seattle, and then they don't. Right. When you're down 13, you need to go for two to make it an 11-point game. Yep. And they don't do that. Right. Yeah, because what good does 12 points on. do? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, None I, of this makes sense to anybody. Uh, the, the analytical people say it makes sense to them. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it was a, uh, I won't say a crazy week of NFL games. Uh, the Buffalo Bills nearly lost to the Bengals. That would have been bad. The Dallas Cowboys sleptwalked through the first half of their game against the Dolphins before winning that. Um, the Jets covered. The Jets covered. I like that. Oh, my gosh. That's so. Covered the 21. I couldn't believe that. I I took the, the I gave I'm away, the, I gave the points. I said. Points. I will always take the points. You give me 20 points in an NFL game, Dolphins almost covered. They got up, I think, to 23 and a half and settled to 21. Yep. They came close. week before it didn't happen with what the Dolphins and the, and the Patriots. I think the Chargers, Dolphins is not too extreme. I think it's maybe like 16 this week. But yeah. 20 points, I mean, that three touchdowns, I don't care who's playing who. That's a lot of points. I, I, just, just, I, just, points. I just wouldn't do it for... Uh, I, I wouldn't do it for the Dolphins this year. I, I can't. I just, I can't. And then the Jets this week, given that they were starting Luke Falk against Tom Brady, uh, I mean, that's so, so easy. So, so much there to go by. Uh, the 49ers committed five turnovers, minus three in the turnover uh, differential, and still somehow beat the Mason Rudolph-led Steelers 24-20. to That was interesting. And then... Crins, we have to mention it. We have to talk about the absolutely amazing performance of Daniel Jones, New oh, yeah. York Giants quarterback. 340. Doug don't call him Doug cuz he he deserves more. He deserves Doug your Jones. he deserves your respect more than uh, uh Frank I need, Trubisky. I that's need for more sure. More than one game. I'm not going to sure. give up two in this. Okay. But there more than one. I but, need a, I need a season. Let's see how he does at the end of December. Let, oh, there's no denying, though, what kind of comeback he displayed. And the moxie, he had 336 yards through the year, two touchdowns passing, two rushing, led the team down back from 28 to 10. Eli Manning, when it, the Giants were down by 18 points or more, 0 and 44. You know, Dan Jones comes in and leads them to a victory. I'm telling you, right, I, like, I'm, not, I'm not buying in. 
the to the oh, Daniel sure. Jones everything. But I think you have to give him his due. You have to give sure. the Giants credit because no. also factor in too because I got uh, steamrolled by you in fantasy thanks to Mike Evans and. Patrick Mahomes, and in a large part because my star running back, the number one overall pick, I should have taken Christian McCaffrey, kicking myself for that today. Uh, Saquon Barkley gets hurt. So Daniel Jones is doing all of this without the Giants' best offensive player. That, even if the Bucks' defense stinks, and by all indications it does, that is still a very impressive showing, and at least for a day, the critics sure. should be silent. I'm not saying it's going to be that way for the whole season, but we at least need to give him his due for his first career start. Mike Evans, may I say. Yeah. Uh, disappointing start to the season, but Jesus Christ, did he make up for it? Okay, can, Jesus Christ, okay, can, did he make up okay, for it? Can I ask why the Giants decided to put Janoris Jenkins on an island? Like, I get he's your best cornerback, and that's saying something because Janoris Jenkins isn't very good. But why don't you give him some help? You know, roll a safety over to that side. Mike Evans is killing you, and you don't do anything in the first half. It's perplexing. Okay, the Giants are not good, so. Well, yes, that's very true. I mean, it's, it's interesting because Miami, I guess, would pick a quarterback. The Giants wouldn't. Uh, the Cardinals wouldn't pick a quarterback, and they might be picking in the top ten. Yep. So I think quarterbacks are going to go one two. It may take a trade to make that happen, but there are some bad teams here that could. Um, Was- yeah, Washington's not going to need a quarterback. Yeah, there can be some bad teams in the top five that may not take quarterbacks. So that would be that'd be interesting. We'll see how bad Pittsburgh is. I mean, it's, I, I don't think the Browns are making the playoffs. Mm. That's not schedule's good. not their schedule is not good here to start. They they got a tough schedule. Yep. They may start like two and six, and then they may make a little bit of a run. So people uh, people we got all the way too excited about the Browns. So you know the I guess the Ravens the Ravens would be you know maybe what the people thought the Browns were going to be. I mean it looks like now it's, you know, it's the Patriots and the Chiefs. Yep. And then then it's the Ravens. Yep. And it's. Pick a team out of the South. I don't give a shit who you pick. Houston, Colts, whatever. Uh, and then it looks like, like what, the Chargers. How dare you discount the Gardner Minshew Jaguars? No, I, I'm. Give me. You want me all in on a guy? I'll be all in on him. Yeah. You know what? Give, I got very. De- I got very depressed watching that game Thursday night because I was. I was just thinking, why can't the Vikings find a quarterback? In the late rounds in the draft, like the Jaguars did with Gardner Minshew. Like, it's just, and I get that, you know, not all sixth round pick quarterbacks are good, but given his production, I thought, you know, getting him in the sixth round of the NFL draft was kind of a steal. But you you have that quarterback now, you have the future. You, you know you're in good hands. You know where you're going to be if Nick Foles gets injured, which obviously he is right now, or when he's gone. The Vikings, we don't know what the future has in store for them after Kirk Cousins. Here's my question. Yeah. What is this? What is this, 2019? It is. 2021. Who starts the first game in 2021? No clue. Who the hell knows? It could be some guy in college now. 
It could be some backup. It could be Aaron Rodgers. It could be Tom Brady. <laughs> yep. It could be Teddy Bridgewater. Yep. Probably not Kirk Cousins, but it could be. Yeah. It could be Nick Foles. It could be Carson Wentz. It could be Philip Rivers. Oh God, it's not going to be Philip Rivers. It could be any of these guys. Who the hell knows? In two years. But in two years, who's going to be the quarterback for the Vikings? We don't have a clue. But that's what I mean. Like you could have, you could have Gardner. Like you could have. Like if you're the, if you're a Jaguars fan, you're like, okay, well, if Nick Foles gets injured, if Nick Foles doesn't work out, we know who we're going to at least put in there right away. The guy who you know torched the Titans, uh, did very, you know, did okay against the Texans. But Gardner Minshew is the guy for them going forward. If Nick Foles get, you have a very serviceable backup. You know what the backup's gonna is capable of doing, and that he can start or will start once Nick Foles is out of the picture. This goes back to my point last week of you should probably draft a quarterback every year. Probably, yeah. Regardless, if you've got Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning or whoever, you got Tom Brady. I don't care. You want some random lineman or a linebacker in the fifth or sixth round? Yep. Pick a quarterback. Because the league is littered with dudes. They're littered with the Russell Wilson and all these other guys. Kobe Brissett looks pretty good. Yes. All these dudes, Tom that matter, like fifth, sixth, seventh round picks. Take a quarterback. If he's not good, you get rid of him. If he's good, then you, you've got a chance. So, Dak Prescott, all these guys. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yep. I mean, I'm sorry. I I totally once uh, side, sidetracked you from your conversation about the AFC teams, the Patriots, the Ravens, um, the Chiefs, and then... Uh, it seems pretty, pretty well set. Three games in seems weird to say, but AFC North seems not good. Buffalo's 3-0, and but they, uh, they haven't played anybody yet, so... I mean, I'm sure they'll be in the mix there at 8-8 eight eight or whatever, but it's probably San Diego or... Oops. Chargers. Oh, that's a dollar in the bucket for you. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking, why, why don't they play a game in San Diego? They should. Why don't they play a game in San Diego? Play their last game of the year in San Diego. Why not? They should. They should. Um, Do that. Like, who, who's going to be that, that 16? Does it Buffalo? Uh, do the Browns get in it? I think the Browns do because... Uh, no, it's not. De- it, it, yeah, I think the I think the Browns do get in still. I agree with you that their schedule is very difficult here, uh, the first half. Um, but Seattle, I think is it's a is a winnable game. Um, and I I'll, I'll just say this about Buffalo: their combined the combined record of the teams they've played so far one and eight. They're playing the Patriots okay. this weekend. Yep, the combined record of the Patriots. Opponents, zero and nine. So the combined record for the two for Buffalo and New England of the teams they've gone against, one and seventeen. That is mind-boggling, mind-boggling. Um, I think that Buffalo's defense is very, very good, but their offense is not the greatest. And Wyoming looks to be doing better. Yep. So that's all I ask is that he does better. Yep. So Not taking as many deep uh, passes uh, this yeah, year. He's doing better, but don't, Buffalo, I know they'll fuck this up, but don't make the same mistake that your playoff opponent a couple of years ago, Jacksonville, made 
don't just because Jacksonville made a run almost to the Super Bowl. Don't confuse that with your quarterback being good. Sure, because he wasn't. Right. Your de- your defense, your defense is why you got to almost to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. It wasn't your quarterback who's now a backup in Los Angeles. So don't don't make that mistake, Buffalo. In case you happen to make the playoffs or stick around, um, it's probably your defense. May not be the guy throwing the ball. Yep. Yep, that's very true. Um, yeah, I think that uh, that about, one, one team that one team that is good because they've got a good ball thrower is the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, this quarterback of theirs, Hall of Famer, Hall, Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes. Please, please, if we're ever talking about the Chiefs and their quarterback, please refer to him as Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes. Hall of Famer. I mean, he. I mean, the best quarterback we've seen, State Manning. Would we agree on that? Him and Aaron Rodgers are my top two, I would say. Those are the two best I've seen. What about Tom Brady? He's two or three. I think Peyton Manning is better. I think Peyton Manning's the best quarterback that I've ever seen. Yes, the I way- will agree on that. Uh, he's better than Holmes, I mean. He's what? He's never scored under 26 points. I think his all-time low for yard is like 266. And I think his average half this year is like is three it? touchdowns and 280-some yards. That's his average first half. Yeah, it's it's He's on pace to throw for 6,500. Yeah. He's going to break the, the passing record by 1,000. Yeah. I think he'll break it. I yeah. think it, I think the... What, 5,400, I think, is the, is the record? Yep. I think, like, 6,000 yards is a possibility with this guy. Absolutely. He, he, you guarantee three touchdowns and 300 yards at the minimum. It's probably going to be 350 and four touchdowns. Like, we've never seen what he set the record for fastest to 60 touchdowns and most of these and most of those. It's like, we've never seen You take Peyton Manning's best run... It's not as good as this. No. He's got 60 touchdowns already. He's played what? 18, 19 games? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's, it's... This. It, and what did he go? 13th in the draft? Yeah. No, it's 10th. 12th? 10th. 10th? I think it was 10th. All I know is that the Bears took Frank when they could have had Deshaun Watson. Did I say this last week? I said this to somebody. Yeah. The Bears, the Bears took Frank. They yep. could have had... They could have had... Patrick Mahomes, the greatest ever, or Deshaun Watson was pretty good. Yep. It's like what? Yep. Oh no, it, it, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, and what and what it, Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes is doing right now is is unbelievable. And yeah, it, it, it's it's a, it's unreal, and it's amazing what Lashawn McCoy. You know the. The resurgence that LeSean McCoy's had left for dead in Buffalo. Not that he's been fantastic in Kansas City, but certainly he looks a lot better than, a lot more comfortable than he did in Buffalo. So it's like what Kansas City brings in, they 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 make that work. Let's turn to the college. Uh, by the way, by the way, yeah. you heard this? Antonio Brown got cut. Oh, I did hear that. Um, and he never wants. He tweets he never wants to play football again. 
This well, is great, Krenz. We are going to be done talking about this guy, hopefully forever. I don't think he's playing this year. He'll probably play next year. I was thinking the XFL, but I don't know if they want him. I don't know. I, something is wrong with him. I think, I think yeah, he, he should take some time off. Uh, his head doesn't appear to be in the best shape, so it's... Um, we're done with the football time. We're going to concentrate on getting your brain fixed. Time. I, I mean, he cost himself, you know, seventy million dollars or whatever he probably would have made. Forty million guaranteed for sure this year. So not not great, but like I wouldn't be surprised to see a story by the end of the year of some some brain injury story or some something like that because the whole thing was weird. I would like that to be the case because then it would explain some of his behavior and stuff. I mean, get get the professional help that you seek. Yet I I do think Krenz he is this he's all about me 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 me. You know whether that's the you know filming in the locker room after the Chiefs game in the playoffs. Uh, you know everything is someone else's fault, and that's why it, it's just it irks me as much I mean I get it that that's what his job is supposed to do but for Drew Rosenhaus to paint Antonio Brown in this picture of like oh he just wants this he's misunderstood shut up you know John Gruden you're the most I know but at some point as an agent you can say like hey I'm done with this guy like you don't release a statement after the Patriots release you and say yeah we're looking forward to our next NFL opportunity like if the Patriots release you you'd have some bigger issues buddy that you need to that you need to get looked at looked at and check into I mean this isn't shouldn't be something like oh you got with the freaking New England Patriots and Tom Brady, and you still couldn't do that because you had to send threatening text messages to a woman who, you, you I mean, you were butt-ass naked in with just a, a loincloth or a washcloth covering your genitals while she's painting a freaking mural in your house. I mean, what? It just... You want to get, you know, you want to get the whole deal there, so... <laughs> you, you go with you go with what you got. I, I, he's he's I I I there's no defending him. There there just isn't. Um He's that good, you can't defend him. You put two on him, no. To put a safety <laughs> over the top, you can't defend him. I I like that. That's good. I walked right into that one. I walked right into that one. Like he's yeah, me first have you heard of what's going on with with the Houston Cougars quarterbacks? Uh, Daquan King is redshirting, I believe, as, lo- as well as a wide receiver or something. Then they're returning they to Houston. Transfer. They're going to transfer, I believe. Uh, they said they're returning to Houston. What did you do? Why? I, I don't know. I, like he's got a year of eligibility, like this grad transfer thing. I think he's leaving. I, he, like, what the fuck is this? I, I, what are you talking about being a first? I'm fine with him doing this. It's, he can do whatever he wants, but... Well, maybe he senses like, that, you know, this is a lost season with Dana Holgerson as the first-year yeah. head coach and that things will be better in year two, so let's let's wait it out a year. That would be my guess. But I read the article, and he said he is returning to Houston. He returned, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's um, it's a very interesting decision. Yeah, 
Uh, speaking of college football, game of the year, comeback of the year for sure, uh, took place in uh, Pullman, Washington, in the wee hours of Sunday morning. Washington I, I State was up forty-nine to seventeen in the third quarter against a UCLA team that's as bad as you could possibly be under Chip Kelly. The offense is terrible. And yet they pull out a 67-63 victory. I would like to see the scores of the basketball games between these two teams this year because I don't know if they will have a 67-63 basketball score either in Pullman or at Pauley Pavilion. It just... This is arguably the biggest shit your pants job we've we've you know like the shit the bed what we've ever seen or at least we, that we've seen this year in college football. I don't think we'll see anything more more mind-boggling than UCLA a team that couldn't even beat San Diego freaking state. Is somehow just going lights out. And Gardner Minshew is there. Like, you shouldn't lose a game with the great Gardner Minshew in your stadium. And to blow a 49-17 lead, a 32-point lead in the third quarter. Uh, I, I I don't get it. Maybe, maybe Mike Leach was was really thinking about the mascot fights and, you know, like, what is a Sun Devil? What are the true powers of a Sun Devil? And Mike Leach is great. His press conferences are fantastic. And I'm not saying that that's why they lost. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 See, they scored. I, I, look at this box score here. The problem appears to be... Defense. That they scored, they, they go, that's not great. The problem appears to be that they... Scored three touchdowns in four minutes at the end of the third to go down uh, 49-17 to down uh, 11 points. Did you see uh, the? Did you see any highlights of this game? Because there was a punt return for a touchdown for UCLA and a couple of weird turnovers for Washington State, like just turnovers that wouldn't happen. That or you know the ball just sits there ready for UCLA to grab. Like, on any other, you know, if it were South Dakota State, let's say, or Virginia Tech, that ball would have rolled out of bounds and, oh, they didn't get it. You know, it, it remains with Washington State. It just it just sat there. It, it's, uh, they got very lucky with some of their turnovers, uh, UCLA did. They scored 49 points in 17 minutes. Yeah. I... Like what? They scored seven touchdowns in a quarter and two minutes. What? I, I, I don't know. I have no, I have no idea what to tell you. Uh, I don't. I thought Washington State was their best hope of getting something done this year. I think Oregon has is their best is their best hope. But boy, the thing about it is, if you get one loss in that conference. That one loss is not going to be a good loss. Everybody else is going to have a better loss than you because there's no good teams in there, so any team you lose to is going to be a bad loss. But Oregon doesn't have a loss in conference yet. They, I mean, they lost, uh, they lost to Auburn week one. Auburn. 
And that looks really good, too, with what Bo Nix and, and the Tigers are doing. They're going into College Station and taking down A&M this, this Saturday, or this, you know, on Saturday. So that was big. Like, A&M, like, like, why do people, do people think, like, they're good? I, th- I thought they would be, you know, this uh, Mond, uh, their quarterback, is is good. Like, but good. Jimbo Fisher like, is not, the, the return on investment so far with like, Jimbo Fisher schedule. is not good. Yeah. Look at their schedule. I think they're going 7-5. and five. They've got Georgia, they've got Alabama, they've got LSU, they've beaten any of those teams, I don't think so. They're already 2-2. Two and two. they got Alabama, I mean, they've got a... Boy, they got out of the schedule. It's not their fault, but Jesus. I mean, they're uh, yeah. the sixth best team in that conference. Maybe the seventh if you put Kentucky over them on a good day. But what are they right now? Two and two? Yeah, two and two. Two and two. They lost to Clemson. Well, they did competitively. Kind here, of. Here's, I see. Yeah, I see. You're right. Seven and five. Because they're going to lose to Alabama. They play five top ten teams, which sucks for them. Yep. And they're going to lose to them all, because uh, they're going to lose to Alabama, and then they lo- they're going to lose to Georgia. They're going to lose to LSU. Like there's no there's there's no more difficult schedule that you can have. To, no more difficult games to end the year than Texas A and M has on the road at Georgia and at LSU. At least right now, like that looks bad. Um, What's Auburn got? Auburn, let's see. They have Georgia and Alabama, which is not also. They are at Florida on October 5th. That's a top 10 matchup. They are at LSU October 26th and home to Georgia November 16th, then home to Alabama on the 30th. That is also, I mean, that's four top 10 teams right there from October 5th on. Like Alabama, I don't. Well, Auburn always plays Georgia, right? No. No, Alabama I, never plays Georgia. I don't think. I don't think so. But maybe that is. Is that their cross rival? Because that sucks. Get rid of that. You know, you should play. You should no more than three years between games. It shouldn't be six or seven years. It shouldn't be once every ten years you play Georgia. Right. If you're Alabama, it should be. An, it's ridiculous. Yep. Who does Alabama always play? Who do they always Tennessee, right? They always play Tennessee on the other side. Yeah. So there's the difference. Auburn gets to play Georgia, and you get to play Tennessee. I wonder how that's going to go. It, it's it's ridiculous. You play two teams every year, and you're done. Yeah, because I think teams, I think LSU teams, LSU's teams. cross is uh is Florida. It's uh, ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Change that up. Yeah. Change that up. Yep. So that's very like Alabama. I look at their schedule every year, and I would say Alabama's great. That is their schedule's nothing. They don't right. got nothing. They got LSU and Auburn. Yep. And those teams are sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. This year they happen to be pretty good. But and their schedule not uh, not impressive. I was so happy to be able to pick Arkansas this week. Oh. Uh, in our college pick'em, and they lose to San Jose State. Oh, that's bad. And then uh, we we need to say a congratulations to Pittsburgh for their 
uh, Philly special play. And then also, to hell with you, Pittsburgh, for beating our UCF Golden Knights. To hell with UCF. You can't fucking beat Pittsburgh. Like, I was getting ready, you know, all right. Everybody was hyping up UCF. They beat the hell out of Stanford. Name one, what, 28 to 29. They've done all this. They want to be in the big talk. It's like, well, there's a reason why them and the Boise State and these teams, there's a reason why they're undefeated at the end of the year. And they're, and there's a reason why they're not seriously considered for a playoff spot because of shit like I don't understand what happened. I swear they had, yeah, Brandon Winbush, the former Notre Dame quarterback. He has to be. I don't know why you throw a freshman in there. Like, what happened to Brandon Winbush? He was so good. Um, I something happened. I see against Florida A and M. That's the only game he played. So I think he got hurt. Well, that's a bad. That's a bad thing for him. I mean, that was. Ugh. Not good, UCF. Not good. Um. Yeah. Uh, so crazy, crazy stuff there in the college ranks. Um, this week it looks to be a terrible week. The fact that college game day is going to Lincoln for Ohio State, Nebraska. Uh, well, it'll be a it'll be a I tell you. Yeah. Uh, that that's that says it all, right there. Uh, oh, Georgia I guess Notre Dame, Georgia Notre Dame was. Pretty close for a long time. Yep. That was way close than I thought it was going to be. So good for Notre Dame. And yep. I think they're still in the mix, Notre Dame, for a playoff spot with that one loss. They need some help. Uh, Wisconsin embarrassing the fighting khakis of Michigan. That's fantastic. I do like Harbaugh. I do, I do like Michigan, but enough. I, I mean, you don't got to fire the guy. I think he's going to get fired. I wouldn't. Michigan wasn't good. I mean, Krenz, he like he can't beat the top. Know, he, can't he can't beat the best team. Beat, so what? It's not good. What? I, it's, it, it's better than not. It's better than going six and six and five and four and whatever five and seven whatever they used to be. Fair. So they're better. I mean, they made they made an Orange Bowl. They made some big games, but you can't you can't beat the, the top ten teams. So that's bad. This it, it's 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 not. It did not work out for national title and Rose Bowl stuff for that. So their offense is bad. Very bad. And you and you know, they're supposed to be so good with Shea Patterson from you know the Ole Miss QB. Uh, the funniest co- moment of the college football weekend: the Rutgers offensive lineman who punched his quarterback in the face after a touchdown. Oh yeah, that's a very Rutgers thing to do. <laughs> and do something good for once, and you get an old meat stick to the face. It's great. Uh, so that's uh, Rutgers football. There, they they would go on to lose thirty to sixteen to Boston College. Uh, oh, and for those that uh, said that Tennessee would keep it close with Florida, they were right. It was close at kickoff. And then Florida won 34-3. Your uh, guy Joe Burrow had a day again, so let the Joe Burrow train continue. Hey, yep, get on that. Hey, 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 you know what? I know a team that also is in purple and yellow that... Uh, no, I do not want Joe <laughs> Burrow as the quarterback. Oh, uh, why not, Crins? It might work. You? You want him? Is he gonna? Is he gonna? You said. You like said. No, you said draft a quarterback every year because you never know. 
draft Got Joe. in the first round. If no, I'm not, I'm not saying. Fifth or sixth? If yeah. Joe Burrow's in the fifth or the sixth, by all means. Yeah, no, no, no. That's okay. what I'm saying. I'm not saying use the first round pick on him, but you said the teams every year should draft a quarterback. I want, but let's let's have uh, Joe Burrow if he keeps playing like this. Let's uh, let's have the Vikings maybe take a flyer on him in the third or fourth round. Like Jake, Jake Fromm, I think he'll probably be a first round pick. Uh, can he can he come up this year? Uh, I think he can, yeah. I think he's a junior. Like, I, I don't know if he's going to be any good or not. I don't really much care for him. But I think he'll be probably a, maybe a first-rounder. I wouldn't want him. He'd probably be somebody available when the Vikings are picking. Right. So, like, this, year, this year's not a great year for a quarterback if you're looking for a guy that's not in top two. So... I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know either. Let speaking of, I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, that'd be the Minnesota Twins. Let's switch to the baseball diamond, shall we? Got a week to go. Week to go on the regular season, and then it comes to an end, and the and the hunt for October uh, officially begins. Playoff baseball, very very exciting, and far more exciting this year for us. Uh, because Minnesota, the Twins, will be in there, barring an epic collapse. Uh, the magic number as of Monday is three. Uh, the Rays beat the Boston Red Sox, I believe. So yes. that is uh, that's good. That means the Indians are still a uh, game back. So that's good. Uh, but let's see here. The Brewers, the Brewers, they're doing it again. The Brewers. I'm, they made it. Yep. Is your that cubs, your cubs are out? That breaks your heart. Oh, it does. Oh, I I really hope the Brewers win the Central, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Cardinals win that. Uh, the Brewers, though, congrats to them. Fantastic. What they what they've been able to who accomplish with Yelich. Yeah. Who who was the guy? Who was that guy? Didn't you say it was the ESPN guy last week? Said, "Yep, they're finished." Yeah. Who yep. Was, oh, he was he was doing the game. Uh, Rick, Rick Sutcliffe. Rick, Rick Sutcliffe. Yep, it was Rick Sutcliffe. Um, what were they? What were they? Fifteen and two. Uh, Fifteen and two run here. They. I think I, I. I think I counted it up here. They're seventeen and four in September. Pretty That's pretty good. That'll, yeah. Get done. The run differential is still minus two, which is the same as the Reds. But uh, they're gonna make it. Yeah. Uh, what a what a collapse there for the Cubs. Yeah. So that's not good. Uh, the Diamondbacks right now are doing the Brewers no favors because they're losing 4-1 to the Cardinals right now. Um, not that you know the Diamondbacks care, or you know that not that the like the Brewers would probably win the Central, but it would still be cool. But they will face the Washington Nationals. The NL they will give a full playoff preview next week, but the NL playoffs are going to be fascinating because you have the Dodgers and. You know, how good they've been. They've been so close. Been in the World Series the last couple of years. You know, the Cardinals have seemingly come, kind of come out of nowhere. Everyone was talking about the Cubs and the Brewers. And then here come the Cardinals just sneaking up. I don't trust them necessarily, but given their pedigree, it's impossible to ignore them. Really like the Braves. Um, and then the Nationals and Brewers. I, I think the Nationals have more fire. I, they, the Nationals have a better chance to pull off an upset than I think the Brewers do. But the 
Am I am I wrong in that? Don't don't you think that's probably the case? That would make that would make more sense, but nobody's beating Milwaukee now, so. But they're playing. But they're playing. You know, the, these bad teams. Like I, I think it's very favorable. A very favorable schedule that they had post Yelich injury. Everybody likes. I mean, Washington. Everybody likes Washington because they've got the they've got Scherzer and Strasburg and Patrick Corbin, and on paper it sounds all very good. And it's like, man, how is this team? This team's never. This team's been around for fifty years in some form or fashion. They've never won a playoff series. I don't see it happening. I don't see them beating the Dodgers. I guess if they beat Milwaukee, I don't know if you count that, but it, they, they've had so many chances, and they've, they've been they've been the favorite a couple of times. It's not like the Twins where they really haven't been favored uh, here in the last twenty years to win anything, and they haven't. So it all looks very good on paper. Their their bullpen, doggy dog shit. Their offense is tremendous. They've got the, these Hall of Fame pitchers, but it never goes their way. I like uh, Braves. Give me Braves Dodgers. That's what yep. I want. Give me Braves Dodgers. Yep. Give me Astros Yankees. Those are, I would say, clearly the four best teams in baseball this year. So if that's what we get, then then we get the four best teams. Are the Twins going to get to that hundred mark? They need to go four and two this yep. week. Good. I think they'll get exactly. I think they'll get exactly 100 wins. Good, good. Um, issues with Sam Dyson. Uh, this is not good. This doesn't look good for the Twins in trading for him. Uh, it also, I think, it raises the the voices of those who said that they wish the Twins would have done more at the trade deadline. I think that gives them more of a voice today. Uh, when were you the most upset this season? Uh, when the Twins didn't do anything at the trade deadline? No, before that. Uh, when they were losing... When uh, they didn't sign Keichel or Kimbrel. You were ready to burn down the Oh, yeah. Coach. Yep, yeah. Keichel's uh, done pretty well. Keichel's done well. He would have been nice to have. Kimbrel sucks. Kimbrel was awful. So I'm... I didn't want any of them. But yeah, I did yeah. give... No. The, the, the bullpen's been very good. Yep. Taylor Rogers, good. Trevor except Hayes, except for Brown. except for Saturday night, Taylor Rogers has been. Good. Yeah, that was that was a disaster. Um, Tyler Duffy's been the guy. He's been that guy that's kind of come out of nowhere. That um, Tyler Duffy, like he's he's been that guy. Romo's been good. So they've got four guys. I think the bullpen bullpen shaped up to be pretty good. Without making that big, that big splash. The so, issue is the starting pitching, though. I mean, it's it's bad. We literally have two pitchers for the playoffs. So we got Brios, we got Odorizzi, Martin Perez. You want to throw him out there? Probably not. Brios sucked again. So he had a good start last week, and he he was up doing again against he, Kansas City. So. He was doing okay, and then he just gets that one inning where he can't get out. Yeah. Um, uh, who knows what's going to happen? He could get absolutely shelled in these playoffs. What Friday, next Friday is a play. Friday, Saturday, Monday would be their games. So they will. Um, they will have a quick trigger, right? Rocco Baldelli is not going to say, "Oh, he'll pitch himself, pitch out of it." it they're going to. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, and, um, they've been using a lot of bullpen guys that they're not going to be using in the playoffs. So they got to. 
figure out their roster, what they want to do here. Do you, like, Lewis Thorpe and Devin Smeltzer would be guys that could potentially start since they're starters. Uh, so those would be the obvious two options if there is a starter that can't make it two or three innings. It would be Thorpe and Smeltzer would be the options to bring in so they can go three or four innings. So it'll be interesting to see who they put on the roster. Um, I want the Yankees. I want to play them. Yeah. I want to see what they've got. They're starting to I don't know, like the Yankees, I don't know who they're going to start. I don't know, I think... Well, that's that's a like very good thing Herman. because uh, German or is Herman 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 he is done yeah because of the domestic violence stuff. Um, uh, Pat CC just got back. You want to put his old ass out there? I don't know. Uh, Tanaka's been not great. Uh, they got what Luis Severino. They just got him back. So do you want to put him out there? I would uh, guess. I would guess that that's who they would throw out right away. Severino. Like. Like, I don't know who they're starting. Like, Tanaka will be there. I guess Sebastian, I guess Severino. I don't know even know how many innings he's thrown. Has he thrown 10 innings this year? So, their bullpen's great. They might do a bullpen game, too, but, boy. I want the home run record. Cruz hit his 400th home run the other day. He's been great. Sano's been amazing. They are two back of the Yankees right now, correct? Two back of the Yankees? Yes. It's right there, so that sucks. So I want that record. Looks like they're not even going to set the slugging percentage record. I think it's going to be Houston, Yankees, Twins. They're all right there. I think Houston's going to get it. So yeah, playoffs on Friday is only what four days off. So get the get the champagne celebration going. Hopefully, it's probably clinch the division Wednesday. Hopefully, it's not Thursday at the latest. Hopefully the Rays take down the Yankees, so that would help. But, I mean, the Yankees will probably hit a few home runs there at uh, the Trop. And then uh, who who do they play after that? Uh, the Yankees played... Toronto, maybe? Nope, uh, Tampa plays at Toronto. Yankees are at Texas, so that's great. Two ballparks where they'll hit a ton of home runs, so that's fantastic. Uh, How many me- games the Yankees have watched? Five. Five. Twins have, twins have one more, so that's good. So, yep. So I guess that, but I believe it's a two-home run lead for the Yankees right now. So, it's been, it's been an outstanding year. I mean, this offense, it's been so much fun. And it, it and I don't think it's going to go away. In fact, I think, you know, their pitching is going to uh, help. I, I just, I wish the team would be a little more healthy. Is Kepler, has is he been in the lineup here? I guess I... No. He'll, he'll be back. I mean, he's got, yeah. again, he's got, what, so Fridays, he's got, what, 10 days to go. I think he's got a back thing. I mean, he's got a shoulder. He's got a shoulder thing. So. They all have shoulder injuries. Let's be fair. Yeah, they've got them out for a week. So, again, yeah, he's got 10 more days. He'll be fine. So, he'll be as healthy as they're going to be. Don't have everybody there. So, good. We'll see what happens. Yep. Playoff games are first, what, playoff series since 2010. So it's been a while. Since Ooh. Brett Favre was the Vikings quarterback. Well, so you you aren't counting that that play-in game then? I guess no, right because that's a play-in series. game. That's not a series. Yep. I'm counting a series, a series of games, or it's you get a couple here, you get a couple there. So it'll be it'll be good. It'll be. Ex- I mean, Cleveland. Honestly, I, I hope Cleveland wins out. If they win out, they may win what I don't know, ninety-eight games. So I, I wouldn't told anybody. If I would have told anybody at the end, at the beginning of the year, Cleveland's going to win 97 games. So I think that's going to go for the Twins. 
Probably not pretty well. But they ended up winning the division with Cleveland winning 97. I'm pretty impressed. I hope Cleveland doesn't win out. And I'm sick and tired of them being on... Uh, ESPN and Fox Sports and all this garbage for oh playoff impact game. It's like um, you do know that the Twins are a. We're not playing anybody worth a damn. Well, the the, the Indians are on ESPN on Tuesday night and they're playing the freaking White Sox. I mean, really? Let's. That's not that's not worthy. It's not worthy. Uh, I I, I, I hope it's Tampa and Oakland. I want to see Tampa and Oakland. Yes. Cheapest teams there are. Uh, both win 98 games and play in a playoff game. Yep, absolutely. Again, full playoff uh, breakdown next week, and we'll make our official predictions then based on the matchups. Uh, anything else we need to get to? Should be good, I think. All right, looking forward to it next week, my friend. Uh, you enjoy that nice fall weather, and uh, uh, no flooding down in South Dakota, so that's good this week. Uh, but uh, have a good rest of the week, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. I'll see you later. Travis Krins. Oh, hey, Tra- Krins. Travis? Uh, yes. Thanks for beating me in fantasy this week. Really appreciate that. I guess I joined the league in 2014. I thought it was before that, but apparently I, I, I went back today because I said, whenever I play you, like I, I think I'm going to win. It's... I went... Yes. We, I, I think counting, counting this week, I think we played seven times. Yep. What is your record against me? I don't know. It's it's bad. It's like one and six, two and five, something like that. Two and five. It is two and five. And, and I, I, I guess this, I guess this is my fifth year. I finished runner up twice. I finished like ninth one year, and I finished six the other. So. You know what's frustrating about this whole thing is that I I, I shouldn't have t- I, I was like, oh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders has played so well, I'll, I'll put him in. And I was like, you know what, they're playing the Packers, that, that could be difficult. And not that it would have mattered at all. But when Emmanuel Sanders gets you one freaking point, that sucks. And it, of course it happens on a week when Mark Andrews and uh, Hollywood Brown don't do anything for you. And like, I have a chance. And then Mike Evans goes off and Philip Rivers can't complete passes to Austin Eckler. And it's just like, oh my gosh, stop. Already. Here's the thing. I always try to get the top quarterback because... I know. You do. And it, it works. The most yep. Name of the game is give me the most points. I'll find a random one I had. Rex Burkhead got me what? 10 points this week. Yeah. I, I get that. Got him. Game. I mean, get him off the scrap. Joe Mixon hasn't been good. He got 15 points for my back. So good job there, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm begging. I'm begging somebody to take Tom Brady off my hands for a running back. I'm begging. Somebody. Somebody. Tom Brady's having a fantastic year. Top five quarterback here. Somebody take him and give me a running back of any note, for God's sake. That's, hey, that's my, what the plan was. Well, how about I trade you Saquon Barkley for... Tom Brady. You want him? Here you go. I'm gonna need something other than Tom Brady here. Uh, well, I'll figure it out here and uh, and send you a trade proposition. All right. Well, we'll see. Unlikely, but we'll see. Okay. If it doesn't involve Tom Brady. It's it's. it's uh, I'm just looking here. Be- like Leonard Fournette's been a a, dis- a disappointment so far, and this was by far Austin Eckler's worst game. Um. 
Like, it wouldn't have even mattered had I started. Yeah, I just, there's nothing I could do. Nothing I could do. And last week I lost my half point, so that was... I know. Oh, that was good. I, I, I put Jarvis Landry in the unemployment line. Like, you can't give me anything in the second half. You can't give me 10 yards. Get the hell off my, my feet. My mom, for the, uh, for the record, felt sorry for you. She really did. Well, so I want to start playing from behind. We're at one and two. Yeah. We're next week, two and two. We'll see what happens. Yep, I'm one and two as well. So, huh. It's a it's a long it's a long season, so we'll we'll just take it week by week. All right. We will. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you next week. All right. We'll see you next week. Travis Crins joining us here, Sports Block Podcast. Appreciate his time and perspective as always. Uh, good stuff there. Talked a lot of NFL, college, baseball. Um, baseball postseason starts next week. Looking forward to that. Um. Well, let's see here. Can we get Jeff Lloyd the second on from Lockdown Browns Podcast? We'll see about that. And maybe we'll squeeze in Matt Zimmer as well from the Argus Leader to talk about the Jackrabbits. We'll see. We keep promising at some point it'll happen. If not, we'll we'll just recap week three, look forward to week four in the NFL. You never know what's going to happen on the Sports Block Podcast, which now you can find on podcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at NDStack and Travis Crins at Travis Crins. Uh, Facebook, Nathan Stack, and a link to the podcast posted in the middle to a later part of each week. All right, continuing here on the Sports Block Podcast. Pleased to be joined by Jeff Floyd II from the Lockdown Browns Podcast. Here to talk some Cleveland Browns with us. Jeff, how are you doing? Uh, it couldn't be better. Obviously, you know, uh, you know. We get down, what, probably once a month to talk these things. And, I mean, here we are. We're, we're a couple of days from week four. Yeah. Uh, you know, I tell you all the time, nothing goes faster than the NFL season. And <laughs> right on, you know, right as rain, here we are yet again. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let me ask you, the, with the Cleveland Browns at one and two, a lot of hype going into the season. Of course, you're doing the all that great work with the Lockdown Browns podcast. Um, is How has the season played out? out in your eyes expectations of course i think we would all have thought maybe cleveland would be two and one or maybe a little better than what they've shown but but what has the season been like for you uh I, honestly you know i mean yeah, the tennessee lost whatever i mean they didn't play well um yeah I, obviously you know for me i thought they you know would have started two and l uh you know i figured the Rand game was going to be a difficult one as it was yep i just can't believe we're here after three weeks and the thing we're talking about is they can't get Baker Mayfield and this passing game going. I mean, you could have given me 25 scenarios and asked me to tier them, and I probably would have put that one 25th. You know, it would have been, you know, can all the new players on the defensive line mesh together? Um, are you going to get another linebacker besides Joe Schobert to play well? Mm-hmm. Um, or even, oh, you're going to start a completely second-string secondary against the Los Angeles Rams. And they played great. And it's going to go really well. Yeah. You know, I mean, but all of the things, if, you know, if, you know, I was, you were forced to me, you know, the one thing I would have been confident about was this passing game. And to this point, nada. Uh, is that, is some of that due to Odell Beckham Jr. not, you know, really being a huge part of off-season workouts, uh, you know, the training camp or getting a lot of reps in preseason games? How much does that have to do with it? 
I don't think it really has too much to do with Odell because to this point, you know, um, his target to completion percentage is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The balls that are coming near him, he's making the plays on. I think there's there's a myriad of issues. I think you know Freddie Kitchens is you know it, it, it was different to be the flavor of the week as a new offensive coordinator when there were zero expectations. Yep. Now he's the head coach of this team, and there's a ton of expectations. Um, so there's working through that. There's now actually having an offensive coordinator where they're trying to mesh their styles. Now, as they're meshing their beliefs and their styles, are they going with, well, is this what we both think is in best of coordinates to what works with our quarterback in Baker Mayfield? Which leads to things where Baker Mayfield's getting to the huddle with 10 seconds to go. They're getting to the line of scrimmage with five seconds to go. They're snapping the ball with two seconds, one second. You know, even inferior defensive line players are able to get a good jump because Mm -hmm. they can see the play clock. Um, and then obviously it comes down to Baker himself. What made Baker so great during the second half of last season is it didn't matter if you were an upper echelon player or a lower echelon player. If you were on the field, you ran your route, you were open, he was going to throw you the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, to this point, and you saw last year in some of his bad games, whether it was the Charger game last year, whether it was the Texan game last year, whether it was the Raven game last year in Week 17. When he does not always take what's given to him and he tries to make bigger plays than they're there every day, that's when he gets into problems. You know, we use the old baseball adage, take your walks. Look, if it's going to be a three, four-yard completion, so be it. Get back to the line of scrimmage. But hitting some of those three, four, five-yard completions is now going to start to get defenders to creep up a little bit because they don't want to get, you know, essentially, you know, killed by a thousand paper cuts. So right. what does that do then? It brings the safeties up a little higher. Then you can start to run behind them. Uh, the other thing is, you know, Sunday night, the offensive line, and it's weird because a lot of big media, you know, just because they're not a named group, they want to say the offensive line is not the problem. He was leaving pockets. You step up into the pocket. You don't leave. Right. And that's essentially what he's been doing, and he did it on uh, two times on that last uh, set where they were at the five-yard line. Mm-hmm. Step up into the pocket. And even still, a little pump fake. Even if the guy's not open, then maybe he can run. It's it's a you know obviously it's the play calling it's the timing of the plays getting to the huddle. Uh, Baker's not playing anywhere near as effective as he was the last half of last season. I still, with no doubt in my mind, believe this is going to be a great offense. Yep. Uh, you know, as far as preseason, no Jarvis, no Odell playing. Maybe that hurt a little bit. But look, this is a lot of teams are doing this now. This is nothing new, and you can't really use it as an excuse. You know, you get those reps in in practice. But there's still something there. It's just kind of, you know, it's taken a little slower to cook than they probably thought it was going to. I'm glad you brought up Jarvis Landry's name because that's – and at least from what I'm seeing and the, the stat production and everything, he's not getting the – He's not. His numbers aren't nearly where they were last year, and I think we could have expected maybe a slight decline with Odell Beckham coming in. But where's Jar? It just seems like Baker is either not looking at him a whole lot, or I don't know. Can you explain why Jarvis Landry's numbers are so quiet compared to last year? Well, and even last year, though, and you know, we had taken a lot of heat. Uh, you know, me and my co-host Pete Smith, we had taken a lot of hit where heat where. You know, everybody got excited. Ooh, Jarvis Landry. And everybody saw the statistical production. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, we go a little bit deeper and we watch the player on the field. Yeah, he put up great numbers. Um, but he could have done that in the system in New England, a bunch of other places where? In the slot. Yep. You know, those guys can eat. He's never really done that here yet. 
Um, that's where he makes his bread and butter. And I talk about Baker taking these three and four yard completions. Well, this is exactly what you would want Jarvis Landry to do. Right. And even last year when he had his big statistical games, most of the time, the Browns didn't win. So it's not like he's ever been this true number one wide receiver this time in Cleveland. Look, model soldier, puts the team first, all of that stuff, talks all the talk you want to hear, nothing negative. But, I mean, if you put you know him next to Odell and you talk about the fact that there's a couple million dollars between them as to what makes per year, you know, it's a very, very wide disparity between the two players. Um, obviously, it's not going to help Jarvis Landry that Odell Beckham Jr. is here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's more talented. He's a game-breaker. Um, if you're a quarterback, most likely you're going to look to Odell a little bit more. It's going to be interesting how it plays out this offseason because between the two of them, they account for damn near $40 million on your cap. So when you have that, you know that's a lot of money to put into a wide receiver position. Uh, but they just need to get back. And I think it'll be something when Antonio Callaway comes back in week five where you have another guy on the outside who's got the really great great speed, can you know penetrate and obviously you know, disrupt the deep zones of teams. I think eventually they're going to realize that the best spot for Jarvis is in the slot, and it's best for everybody involved. It's the best for Jarvis's numbers. It's best for the team's success. But he's just not hes just not the overall athlete that some of these other guys are where he's going to win down the field like that. And maybe it'll – do you think they'll maybe put him in that slot more and look his way a little bit more now that uh, Njoku's out for the next eight weeks? It makes the most logical sense. Um, you know, look, I mean, you know, body-wise, it's a little bit different. You're, you know, you're not going to run him down the scene like you would David Njoku. Yep. But, you know, as much as I told you last year, the Browns got extremely lucky last year on the injury front. Yeah. I didn't see any way that was going to go. You know, usually that never happens two years in a row. Obviously, right now, they're a little bump in the road. But there's no excuses. It's the, it's the NFL. I yep. mean, look, you've still got Odell Beckham Jr. You've still got Jarvis Landry. You've still got Mike Chubb. You still got Baker Mayfield. You should be finding a way to put up more than 13 points in the game. Yes. Uh, to quote Michael Jordan, the ceiling is the roof. And uh, Miles Garrett, uh, I don't think he's reached his ceiling by any stretch. Uh, where do you where do you think he's at in terms of his full potential? Because he's certainly playing at a high level. Um, I, I really like him a lot. Uh, where where have you seen his game improve this year over last year, and where do you see it continuing? Well, one thing that they're starting to do this year, which you know Greg Williams got away from, you know they did it as a rookie last year. They did last year. Greg uh, Greg Williams lined him up against the left tackle every single snap of the entire season. Granted, there was not much depth, so I understand why Greg didn't give him the you know significant amount of rest that he probably deserved. This year, they are moving him around a little bit more. They're putting him on the inside. We use a term, find the turd. You have a guy like Miles Garrett. Now, if you're always going to sink him up against the left tackle, guess what? Teams are going to sit there all week long and say, all right, well, when Miles is here, we're going to run this set. We can have uh, you know the second tight end chip. We can do this to him. But now when you're at the line, and now all of a sudden say your right guard is your worst offensive lineman, and now your quarterback's up there, and you see Miles Garrett's lined up in front of your right guard, it creates a lot of confusion. And, you know, they were starting. Obviously, this is where he got the, the strip sack Sunday night against Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Move him move him around. There's only so much you can do in those three to five seconds pre-snap to adjust everything. So if you don't know where he's going to line up, whether it's over the left tackle or the right tackle, you know, inside Shane on the center, of, you know, guard where you move him around, because he is that good of a piece, and he can beat anybody. Him, personally, what you start to see more and more is this year he looks a little bit stronger. Not that he was not strong enough. 
Right. But he is only 23, so he's still growing into the body he has. Yep. And you're starting to see, you know, obviously with defines, it doesn't define it, but you're starting to see more honing of his craft, putting together one pass rush move to set up a second while, you know, on the same rush. He's just an absolute pleasure to watch at this point. A lot of uh, national media members seem to be kind of jumping off the, the Browns bandwagon. I certainly won't be one of them because uh, I really like the potential of this team. And I, I look at the AFC and I see how weak it is with all of these winless teams. You know, the, and the Steelers and Bengals, they, they seem destined for lost seasons. Are, are you a little surprised with how many people are backing off of the Browns early on so far? Honestly, as much as it was good to jump on him, but it seemed like a good story, once everybody started to talk about how they thought the Browns was good, that's when we're going to be good. That's when everybody started jumping off already. Right. Um, you know, so it's, you know, look, they're, they're a hot topic to discuss. Um, so, you know, anything that goes wrong, you know, everybody's going to kind of run with it. But even as bad as these first three weeks have been, if things go right on Sunday afternoon, they will be tied for the AFC North. And now Baltimore will have had two wins over mm-hmm. Miami and Arizona. Arizona. Yep. There will be the Baltimore's two wins. Guess who's still on the Browns schedule? Miami and mm-hmm. Arizona. Yep. The Rams, the, the Ravens still got to go play. Uh, they still got to go play the Rams. The Browns don't have to play the Chiefs in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Just go get a win here Sunday. Get it righted. You'll have the division lead by two games minimum. I'm sorry, by you know, one game over the Ravens. Yep. You know, two, three, you know, just go out, play some better football, get a win, and you can just say, you can almost say, look, we punted the month of September, put it all in the rear view, and we're starting October in first place. And there's no denying how difficult this stretch of the schedule is for the Browns. You know, you go back to the, the Rams undefeated, the Ravens prior to last week's loss to the Chiefs undefeated you have uh you know seattle coming in a couple weeks you got san francisco and stuff this is a pretty difficult schedule but if they can navigate through this not all is lost if you're if you're looking at a two and four or three and three start no not with the second half they have look they still have pittsburgh twice they still have cincinnati twice they have arizona they have miami uh, you know, Buffalo, we'll, we'll see if they, you know, with what they're doing, you know, stays real. Mm-hmm. Um, look, Seattle looked a lot tougher in August than they do right now. Agreed. I mean, just got tranced around a little bit by Teddy Bridgewater. And that was nice to see for Teddy Bridgewater after all the years he's been through. Yep. But Seattle doesn't look nearly as tough as they did, uh, you know, earlier in the year. San Francisco, I, I mean, I don't know what to make of that 3-0. and I honestly don't. I mean, yeah, you're 3-0 and on paper. But, you know, I look at the team and, you know, I still, you know, to this point, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo has been in the league forever. He's still, what is he, maybe it's 11 starts now. Yep. I don't know what the hell he is. I don't <laughs> think anybody knows what he is at this point. So, it's, I, I'm not that concerned. And like you said, 3-3 three and three would be fantastic. Um, you know, you'll, you'll have to go to New England and that's going to kind of be your litmus test to where you are to this point. Um, so, you know, that's just, you know, how do you bully the water still then? Yep. Jeff? Yes, sir. Okay, sorry. I think, think we, we cut off there for a second. You said going to New England be the litmus test? Yeah, I, look, I mean, that's that's going to be where, look, that's where you measure yourself is against the best in your division. And for the time being and for the last two decades, how do you look against the New England Patriots? And, you know, you'll stock it up. And then as you play easier teams over the second half of the year, 
And it's kind of, you know, what do we got to do to be a better team? Because, you know, in order to be what we want to be, what do you got to do? You got to beat the New England Patriots. Yes, absolutely. And the Kansas City Chiefs. And you make a great point about, you know, do we know how good San Francisco is? I could tell you right now, I don't think the Lions are very good, and they're 2-0-1. So. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, three weeks in. Give me your playoff teams, and have they changed at all in either conference through three weeks? Uh, I well, let's see here. I, I think you're going to get both Dallas and Philadelphia. The the NFC North just gets it's going it, to the NFC North is going to go down to week seventeen. There's just no way around it. Yep. Um, I do like your Vikings. I, I think Dalvin Cook running the ball like he's running the ball right now. The fact that they're you know setting him up with the fullback, which is what he was comfortable with in Florida State. I think they're going to end up pulling that out. Um, I don't see anybody in the NFC West catching the Rams. Um, the NFC South, that's a the NFC South. I, I think New Orleans can do enough. I, Atlanta's disappointed me to this point. I, I thought Agreed. they'd be better. Agreed. And especially with, with Drew Brees, you know, going to miss some time. I, I thought that would give Atlanta a real shot in the ass. I don't think that's going to happen. So I, I think, you know, the Saints are going to find a way to tread the water there until they get Drew Brees back and they just go on their run like they do every year. Um, so that's five. Um, as far as I, I figure you'll get a second NFC North team, whether it's the Bears, whether it's the Packers. You know, that's, I don't think much has changed there. AFC, obviously, it's still going to be New England. Uh, it's Kansas City. It's still going to be. I still think Cleveland will take the North. Obviously, Andrew Luck has made the South an absolute mess. Just, yes, but I, I think Houston <laughs> now will be able to take that. So, you know, you have those four. I thought the Chargers would be a lock as a wild card team. Uh, you know, having a little bit more reservations about that now. But I do still think they'll get healthy enough where they'll get another one. And then I figure, I, I figure it'll be Baltimore because the one thing I wanted to see Baltimore do this year was not you know, basically run back what Lamar Jackson did the second half of last season, where it was him just running the ball, you know, let the kid throw the ball, find out if you truly have a quarterback who can run, or do you have a running quarterback that you're scared to let throw. I think they have a quarterback who runs well, and I think they're going to continue to uh, you know, open things up for him. And I think that Hollywood Brown selection was great because yep. even though Lamar can't always hit every throw, Marquise Brown's going to take a lot of coverage with him, and it's going to give a big advantage for Lamar as far as hitting stuff underneath all that. Absolutely agree with you on that. Uh, last question here. When the Browns played the Jets, uh, where were your allegiances lying? Well, it was hard to even think for a second the Jets were going to win that game the way it went out. Well, right. You know, yep. Nobody was there. Um, but, you know, look, it's I spend more time studying and working on the Cleveland Browns. Um, and, you know, like I tell other people, you know, what what affects business? Yeah. Right now, for me, it's business, if the Cleveland Browns are good, business is good. So, and look for, you know, obviously I have a, you know, a lot of people, you know, I'm working with T-shirt companies, everybody asking me to help them, and we're all going to work together here trying to make some money. Mm-hmm. So the Browns win, business is good, business is good, makes wife and daughters happy. <laughs> and that's the bottom line, right? Amen, brother. All right. Hey, Jeff, I always appreciate the time, my friend. Uh, I know we'll check in again here, uh, and, you know, pretty soon the draft will be a mere, you know, few weeks, months away. So uh, always appreciate the time. Uh, go Browns, and I'll, I'll talk with you later. You got it, David. Be good, bud. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Lloyd, the second from the Lockdown Browns podcast. Always appreciate his time uh, and perspective, as always. Uh, you know, got to get him in. Got to get some Browns talk. Come on, come on, Browns. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, will the Browns win this week? They didn't win last week. Will they win this week against Baltimore? We'll make some picks and wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. And make those picks here in just a moment.
And as always, listen to the Lockdown Browns podcast. Great stuff there with, with Jeff Lloyd, second and uh, Pete Smith. He said great stuff. So, uh, yeah, definitely tune into that. NFL Picks next here, Sports Block Podcast. Time to wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast with a look back at week three. Make some early picks for week four in the NFL. Let's go back to week three. Thursday night, Clayus Campbell, Jacksonville Jaguars, had himself a ball game, three sacks. Uh, Gardner Minshew looks like a real leader, real good quarterback, the rookie out of Washington State. Jaguars beat the Titans 20-7. to Sunday then, the Lions, the Lions are still undefeated. They beat the Eagles 27-24. This week, unfortunately, for Jackrabbit fans and Eagles fans mainly, uh, Dallas Goddard drops a uh, touchdown. Dallas, why? Uh, I wish you were playing for Baltimore or the Vikings. Uh, Dallas, redeem yourself. Lions win 27-24. They're 2-0-1. The the Eagles, given that Alshon Jeffrey wasn't playing, Deshaun Jackson wasn't playing, riddled with injuries, it's not good. The the Patriots should have covered. The the Patriots should have covered. They were like 22, 23.5-point favorites. They had it covered. They were up 30-0 against the Jets. And then... They pull Tom Brady, and a pick six ensues. Uh, what else happened? Other stuff happened. The Jets scored two touchdowns. Neither of them were offensive. And the the, they, they, the, 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 the Patriots failed to cover. Ah. Uh, Patriots win 30-14. Vikings, Dalvin Cook runs all over the Raiders. They win 34-14. Dalvin Cook, uh, uh, 16 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Has at least 110 yards rushing and a touchdown in all three games to begin the season. I believe uh, I I, I shared the list earlier on on Facebook. Um, I did it with Travis. I'll I'll make sure we use it for next week. But I believe Emmett Smith, uh, OJ Simpson, Jim Brown, I think Curtis Martin are the other players who have ever done that. All of them are Hall of Famers. So we'll see if this bodes well for Dalvin Cook's career early on. Uh, Adam Thielen, uh, two touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. Baltimore Ravens uh, go for two a bunch of times. Not sure if that was the right decision. They lose to the Kansas City Chiefs 33-28. to This game started out a little slow. Uh, wet weather stuff, but once it got going, Patrick Mahomes lights out over 300 yards, three touchdowns again. He's sensational. The Chiefs are incredible. They're the second best. They may be the best team in football. They ultimately hang on to beat Baltimore 33-28. Atlanta Falcons, not sure what the heck's going on with them. Uh, they start out slow again. They fall behind 20-3 to to the Colts. They rally, but the rally falls short. They lose safety Keanu Neal for the year with an Achilles injury. The Jacoby Brissett and the Colts, they played well, and they get the Raiders coming in next week. Uh, that is that's good for them. Colts win 27-24. Green Bay Packers 3-0. That defense, once again, incredible. They beat the, pa- uh, the Denver Broncos 27-16. Offense wasn't great for the Packers. Aaron Jones, a couple rushing touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers, only one passing touchdown. That defense does it, uh, its job again. And the Denver Broncos don't have a sack or a takeaway to begin the season, and they have Bon Miller. What? What gives with that? Dallas Cowboys really struggled with Miami Dolphins in the first half. We're only up 10 to six at half. Uh, sleepwalk through the first half, one could argue. Uh, maybe they just weren't taking the Dolphins seriously. I don't know. 
They get things going though in the for, in the second half. They eventually cover late on a uh, Pollard's. Uh, Tony Pollard, the running back, the rookie running back from Memphis. Either way, he scores a touchdown. The, fortunately, the Dolphins or the Cowboys cover. They beat the Dolphins 31 to six. Buffalo Bills were in complete control of this game against the Cincinnati Bengals at 14 nothing. Everything was looking good, and then all of a sudden they got lulled to sleep. Uh, the Bengals come back, actually take a lead, 17-14. Josh Allen leads a game-winning drive, hit a, his rookie tight end for a big game. The ageless Frank Gore scores on a one-yard touchdown run, and the Bills win 21-17. The Daniel Jones era in uh, in New York officially has begun, and it began with a bang as the Giants win 32-31. They were down 28-10 at half. Mike Evans, Buccaneers wide receiver, three, touchdown, three receiving touchdowns in the first half. Uh, things were going great. The Giants were trailing late. David uh, or Daniel Jones runs in, uh, makes it 32-31. The Buccaneers respond. The big play to Mike Evans, and Matt Gay, the kicker for the Bucks, misses a 34-yard field goal. Would have only been 29 had Bruce Arians not taken a delay of game penalty. And he said afterward that he wanted to do it because a longer field goal would help Matt. Uh, obviously, it did not, and the Buccaneers lose. Uh, Heartbreaker, 32-31. But Daniel Jones, 336 yards, two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. The future looks bright there, at least for one week in New York. Uh, no Cam Newton for the Panthers? No problem. Kyle Allen, who? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Threw two touchdown passes of over 50 yards. Christian McCaffrey had over 150 yards rushing and a touchdown. The Panthers beat the Arizona Cardinals, 38-20. The Cardinals' offense sputtered a little bit down the stretch. Their defense is bad. Uh no other way around it there. The 49ers commit five turnovers, had a minus three turnover margin or turnover differential in their game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and somehow won 24 to 20. The Steelers were only up six to three at halftime. Not a lot going for well for them, and the 49ers lead a late drive and get the game-winning touchdown. They win 24 to 20 over Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is 0-3 now, and the 49ers are 3-0 for the first time since 1998. No Drew Brees, no problem for the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater played well. The defense and special teams all contributed, scoring touchdowns. And the Saints, don't let the final score fool you. They were in complete control and domination of this game against the Seattle Seahawks, 33-27. Russell Wilson did finish with over 400 total yards and four touchdowns, but a couple late scores, it really didn't matter. Uh, The Saints, big-time win there. They faced the Cowboys this week. Chargers were up 17-7 over the Texans in the uh, third quarter. They had really made some good plays against Deshaun Watson, and then uh, Deshaun Watson went off, and the Texans outscored the Chargers 20-3 in the second half, and they beat the Chargers 27-20. Uh, frantic finish at the end, and on sports in like penalty against Houston, gave the Chargers a chance, but they couldn't cash in. And uh, the Texans, along with the Colts, 2-1 in the AFC South. I picked the Browns. I went out on a limb. I was hoping they would do it. Uh, but Freddie Kitchens, head coach, some questionable play calling down the stretch. A uh, draw play on fourth and nine. Just past midfield. Uh, not good. Uh, and then first and goal with under a minute to go from the four-yard line and no running plays on any of the four. Uh, not good there. The Browns lose 20-13 to the L.A. Rams. Cooper Cup, two receiving touchdowns. 
Chicago Bears, Monday night, complete domination against Washington, 31-15. It was 28 to nothing at one point. Taylor Gabriel, three receiving touchdowns. Mitchell Trubisky had three passing touchdowns. Uh, let's see. Khalil Mack, very good game. Defense looked great, so this was a get-well game for the Bears for sure. Uh, we'll see if they can keep that momentum up here uh, next week. Let's go to week four, make some picks here early on. Uh, Thursday night football, the 1-2 and two Eagles at the 3-0 Green Bay Packers. I still don't think the Packers are a great team, but the Eagles have so many injuries right now. It's going to be tough to go into Green Bay on a short week and beat the Pack. Give me the Green Bay Packers in this one. Washington at the New York Giants, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. Things are imploding in Washington right now. Uh, I will go with the Giants. Daniel Jones, first home start, they'll get the win. They've improved to 2-2. Two and two. Won't be many wins after that for the Giants, but at least on this week they'll get that. Trap game for the Chargers, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. They, ho- they face the 0-3 Miami Dolphins. Early kickoff. Chargers struggle a little bit. Just look what happened in Detroit a couple weeks ago. But I think they will take care of business. They will beat the Dolphins. Oakland Raiders at the Indianapolis Colts, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. Mm. Raiders looked great last week against the Vikings. No, they didn't. Uh, the Colts won't have any problem taking care of business against the Raiders. Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on Fox. Uh, Kyle Allen looked good, but Deshaun Watson's better on the road. Could be difficult for the Panthers to pull this one off. Uh, I'll get the Texans the edge. Kansas City Chiefs at the Detroit Lions, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on Fox. The undefeated, a battle of the undefeated. It's the 3-0 Chiefs, the 2-0-1 Detroit Lions. Let's not overthink it here, folks. Lions aren't as good as their record says they are. The Chiefs are every bit as good as their record says they are. Take the Chiefs. Patriots, the New England Patriots at the at the Buffalo Bills, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on CBS. The 3-0 Buffalo Bills. You know, Patriots, something's got to give. Bill's defense is good. Patriots offense is going to struggle a little bit, but the Patriots are the Patriots for a reason. They will emerge victorious even by the, even if it's a little closer, like within one score. Cleveland Browns at Baltimore Ravens, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. I really hope the, the Browns can pull out a win here, but I just haven't seen anything yet that uh, I know we, we, we talked with Jeff. I just haven't seen anything that says that yes they can win this sort of game I'll take the Ravens and Lamar Jackson over the Browns Tennessee Titans at the Atlanta Falcons 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS not hard Falcons better team at home especially they'll beat the Titans uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Los Angeles Rams 4.05 p.m. Eastern 3.05 p.m. Central Time on Fox I don't think the Rams have looked as good as that their 3-0 record indicates but they are 3-0 for a reason the Bucks. Every bit of as one and two as they should be. Bad mistakes, bad coaching decisions. Rams win this one. Seattle Seahawks at the Arizona Cardinals, 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern, 3 or 5 p.m. Central Time on Fox. I'll take the Seahawks. Not going to overthink it. Kyler Murray will get his first win another day. Take Seattle. Jacksonville Jaguars at the winless Denver Broncos, 4.25 p.m. Eastern, 3.25 p.m. Central Time on CBS. I, I don't know what the whole Jalen Ramsey thing is going on here, but... I will go with the Jaguars here. I think there's just a little bit better right now. Gardner Minshew will keep getting the job done. 
will take the Jaguars narrowly over the Broncos, but I don't say that with a great deal of confidence. Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears, 4.25 p.m. Eastern, 3.25 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Prior to Monday night, I thought, hey, the Vikings got a good chance to win this game, and I still think they do. But it's in Chicago. They don't win in Chicago. Prove me wrong, Vikings. I'm going to take the Bears narrowly. Dallas Cowboys at the New Orleans Saints, 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC. I don't want to doubt Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints, but I need to see him do it again. Can he do it against a good Cowboys team? I'll take Dallas right now until I see that. Make me a believer, Teddy, in New Orleans. And finally, Monday Night Football, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 7.15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Battle of the winless teams here. And the basement of the AFC North is up for grabs. That will go to the Bengals. Steelers will get the win. 49ers and Jets are on the bye this week, and, or on week four, and that is look at uh, week four in the NFL for the official preview and predictions. Uh, go to the stack, stackattack.sportsblog.com on Friday. We'll have the picks and predictions, everything there. I uh, want to thank Travis, as always, Jeff, for joining me. Uh, we will get Matt Zimmer on here in the next... Uh, we'll probably record it this week and talk talk uh, just add it to the podcast next week as it is bye week for the Jackrabbits. And we'll throw in more SDSU talk here as very few uh, few devoted podcasts, maybe podcast specials devoted to SDSU, especially um, as the Summit League tournament uh, and the basketball season really get going. Um, maybe football as well. But that's what we got. Uh, thank you as always for listening to the Sports Block Podcast. You can find us on podcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at Travis Earth at ND Stacken, Travis Crins at Travis Crins. Listen to uh, Locked On Browns podcast. Very good content in there from Jeff and the crew. Um, thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in again next week. Nathan Second saying thank you for listening. Enjoy the week of football, everyone, and we'll talk to you next week. We'll recap it all, preview the MLB playoffs next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast.